Hi, everyone. Welcome to Jack AM FM, the audio-only version of Jack AM, the uh, daily live streaming morning show on Twitch. Yeah. Hey, if you want to watch the live stream version, we're 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. 9 a.m. Pacific, and that's... Uh, Twitch.tv slash Jack AM. But if you're listening to this, you're listening to the podcast version, and hey, we're going to try to upload these uh, within two days of every live Twitch stream. If we miss an episode and you really, really want the podcast version, go ahead and DM us. But otherwise, we're going to be putting these up as often as humanly possible on, yeah. on our podcast. Um, so uh, if we fall behind, we will come back. And uh, we know some people prefer the podcast version, so we're going to do our best to keep it as updated as possible. So enjoy Jack AM FM. And if you like what you see, check out twitch.tv slash jackam every weekday, 7 to 9 a.m. Pacific. What a misery. What a fucking misery it is to be alive. <laughs> what a misery. What a fucking misery it is to be alive. <laughs> what a misery. What a fucking misery it is. It's smoky flavor. Smoke a brisket for like 12 hours. Wow. Holy shit, everybody. Well, if you were hearing that Facebook song, uh, we got some more Facebook coming up for you later in the episode. Good fucking God. Folks, there's a story I just read, and this is on Jack AM. There's a story about Facebook. I, like, censored parts of it. I don't even... I, I, I like... I don't want to show sections of this article uh, on the morning show, uh, but I want to talk about the rest of it. You know, Flip, I'm trying not to make it that depressing of an episode, but good Lord, if there aren't some fucking hey. horrendous topics out there. Hey, Kate. All right. I want to get better at starting the show. Oh, Kate doesn't like how the show starts. <laughs> Jack just this? really... Hi, everybody. Good well, good morning and welcome to Jack... another Jack AM. It's an all God new brand new. Jack just like raw dog yeah! into the start of the show. <laughs> no lube, just right in there. I do go right in oh there Oh, my God. Bit. It's inappropriate. Wow. Thank you to Great Lakes USA. Uh, my headphones are still... Um, we got to get you some headphones, and we got to get a hard drive for the computer. We'll do that. We'll, we'll do, do that it. pretty soon. We'll do it. Good, Good morning. Good morning, everybody. I know. The ending yesterday was a little heavy. Fucking oh rough. Honestly, I'm like, that Max Landis story, I think it hit like a bomb for so many people. Like, certainly for me and yeah. Kate here, even. I'm like, that, and I saw everyone else from the sort of the L.A. larger comedy community posting about it and everything. I was like... I really think that that story... Uh, um, it's it, much like, more horrific so than anyone hit, really expected. It, it was this really weird thing where it's like everyone expected a story... Like everyone knew that Max was fucked up and a story was going to come out about Max. But I don't think anybody knew what the fuck uh, uh, like exactly had happened. So I think it was this like thing where everybody was like hit simultaneously with like... You know, yeah. this sense of like, oh, I knew that was coming. And then, whoa, holy fuck. Right. Like, I didn't know it was that. 
Well, you know. Absolutely brutal. We, uh, I, it, I do think that someone in his camp killed the Hollywood Reporter story. Uh, there was a Hollywood Reporter story being done about Max Landis that uh, was ki- that I my understanding is is that it was killed around the same time that they did a big profile on him in like December. Uh, uh, oh, really? 2017. Yeah. So it's like they were interviewing people for a big profile and then uh, killed it to uh, instead do a uh, a nice profile on him. So I, you know, I, cr- yeah, I. Cr- cried on the show yesterday listen if you're listening to the podcast version of this that show, episode's not going up that episode's being pulled it's, yeah it's you pulled. can watch the vod hey, if you want you know um, you can pull this part from the thing too but uh i'll tell you i'll tell everyone here just because we talked about it yesterday i talked to jake Vogelness for a long time yesterday and i think jake's a good guy jake is uh and you know uh, we talked for a long fucking time and you know me and Jake will get into it in a very real way uh, uh, with each other, uh, but I love Jake. I really do. I love Jake Fogelness, and I think he's a good guy who, like, you know, listens and fucks up, but then like acknowledges sometimes when he fucks up, and I fuck up too. Fogelness is a good guy. So everyone who heard me ranting about Fogelness yesterday, we like Fogelness around here. Anyway. Uh, uh, I've so always you know. liked Fogelness. I like Fogelness a lot too. In fact, there was some stuff I was like holding on to with Fogelness, and I hadn't talked to him in many months actually. So I was kind of like making an assumption because of like where he was before or something like that. He's a Fogelness is, is is a good dude. He's done. A, he's doing a lot of growth. I'm doing a lot of growth too. Um, Jack, you're doing a lot of growth. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I do want to start the show off by saying. Anyway. I went for a run this morning. You fucking did. Unbelievable. Kate here has gone for out of the house and run. Has run uh, uh, this morning. Unbelievable. Pre-7 a.m. went for a fucking run. Unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I am training for a 5K race that I will be doing the yeah. morning of my 29th birthday. I know. I'm going to try to do it. I'll try to do it with you, but holy God. Maybe I'll raise money for How much cost. is a 5K? What is a K 3.2 miles. So what the hell is a K Kilometer, even? you American trash. <laughs> Kate is becoming too powerful. Kate is hot. You're right about that. Running before 7 a.m.? Sorry, but I'm powerful, bitch. All right. So we talk about our so unbelievable cake. Good for you. You did it. I went to Starbucks this morning because we were out of uh, coffee, but that's really nothing compared to uh, to what Kate did. That is nothing compared uh, uh, to what Kate has pulled off. Yeah, I've pulled off quite a feat. I've gone on a run. Yeah. And hey, I was. I'm still pretty sweaty. Yeah. If you were in the studio here with us, you would see. Oh, Kate is. is she she sweat. reeks. First of all, she reeks of reeks. sweat. She reeks of body. That's a compliment. It's a compliment no, because of how much sweating you did. I don't reek. It's a compliment. I don't reek. I don't it's a reek. compliment. I don't reeky dicky dee. <laughs> all right. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. morning, everybody. Good morning. All right, so all right. Before we get into the Sackler, the absolutely, there's. I mean, look, there's some grim. I'm telling topics. you what, I'm trying not to like uh, uh, make the show quite as grim, but the world, it's pretty, it's fucking, pretty, grim. pretty fucking grim. It's pretty fucking grim out there, everybody. Ooh. I don't know what to tell you. I read the art- articles that are out in the day, and I'm like, holy shit. My armpits don't even smell. Uh-oh. Anyway, um, I do want to say, uh, you know. I got a fun topic. I got oh, a fun yeah. Topic. This is fun. Kate absolutely killed me with this. All right. So there's this tweet going around by Monica Heisey. And uh, basically, she has said uh, she's at Monica Heisey, H E I S E Y. 
Um, working <laughs> That's funny. theory is P that on Flux, Kate. You'll like to hear this. What? P on Flux said, "My baby just saw Kate and squealed with glee." Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to make faces to the baby? All right, all right. We'll go back. Those are my faces that I give babies. <laughs> um, all right. Oh, hey, I have one other thing. Ah, fuck it. Battle pug on on Bazizio board. He said to cheer up Kate. Uh, we should show her the bizarre Father's Day card that uh, his kid uh, made him. Do you right. want me to? Sh- do you want should to show this? Really quick yeah, we'll do this we really quickly. Uh, uh, I just have to go. I have to open oh, Chrome. Oh, that's so. <laughs> you didn't see it yet. You didn't see it yet. I'm seeing. It's not it. up. Okay, there we go. That is so weird. <laughs> okay, so it's a tomato. I love you from my head. Tomatoes. <laughs> I don't know what it means. Jack, that would be like if your kids made you that. That would be like actually I, that's such an insult. That would be like the best. troll. That'd be a true insult. That'd be the best troll ever. If that that was would for be you. such an insult. Anyway, let's go back. All right. So, Monica Heisey tweeted: Working theory is that everyone is a oh from my head to my toes, tomatoes. From my head to my toes. Yeah. Okay. Monica Heisey has tweeted, working theories that everyone... Probably the teacher wrote that. Anyway, the working theory is, I'm having fun this morning, but only for the next few minutes. Oh, okay. Because it's going to get bad. Okay, working theory is that everyone is a combination of two Simpsons characters. Lisa slash Selma here. Happy to tell you what your energy or would love to hear what you think you are. So I uh, I tweeted this about Jack. Jack uh, I mean at Jack Allison LOL. Thank is you, Sidewise. Crusty slash comic book guy. I mean when Kate texted me, I was like, I'm probably like a Bart meets Millhouse kind of character, you know. Smart, <laughs> but a bit of a shit stirrer too. No, you're comic <laughs> yeah. book guy and crusty. <laughs> you're literally so the combination of these two sure. characters. I am seated like crusty. Now and look at look at the picture of Krusty in there, and then look at me on the screen, Kate. Just look on that screen right there. I know it's how un- I'm seated versus how and, Krusty. And is you're seated. just angry like both of them. You're well, you're angry like Krusty and bitter like Krusty, and mean about like culture. Yeah, like comic book guy. Yeah, so I I'm uh, Krusty. They probably both have fatty livers too. And the comic book guy. <laughs> Dr. Fuzz says he's acne teen slash auto. <laughs> okay, that's true, actually. Dr. Fuzz, that's that's a good self. That's a pretty good that's self. That's good self-awareness. I can't do it. Kate was what like, which I? one am I? And I was like, you're probably... I don't uh, know what I am. Lisa and Bart. I only choose the characters that are in the family Jack's of the Simpsons. Jack's doing a very lazy job with this. I'm like, Lisa and Bart. I feel like... Joan said I was like Lindsay Nagel at hey, Bart. I had a funny joke yesterday. I was do I did this on Twitter, but what? I'll do it again here. Can you imagine if there okay, picture if you will, okay? There's a person, and this first part will sound, you know, normal. Okay. okay? So the picture, if you will, there's a person who's like, I think Simpsons used to be better. Okay? Like someone's like, The Simpsons used to be better, it's not good anymore, yeah. or whatever. But then, okay, yeah. and this is where it gets wild. They're only talking about season one. They're you, only talking. I did, and so so imagine if you will, someone who is is a believer that the Simpsons used to be better, but they're only simply talking about season one, Klasky Shupo, okay. you know, wrong voice, wrong Homer voice, yeah. uh, season. Okay. What do we think is of that? Is that a sketch or something? Yeah, that's a sketch. All right. Just imagine it right now. Hold on. I don't think this is the, this is how sketches are best. <laughs> 
Oh, what a funny scenario. Anyway, uh, let's continue. I think I'm a Mo something. You're Mo. Because I'm a little scrappy. Meets. Well, who's like the horniest Simpsons character? Am I that? Are there horny? Uh, who's a horny Simpsons character? Quagmire? No. Not Quagmire. That's I don't know if there's any horny. Is it the guy Disco Stew is the horniest? I don't know. Are there any? I mean, Homer's Homer and Marge are the only characters we see get horny. I think I'm Disco Stew. Do we think that Homer eats out Marge? I think I'm. The disco- show's never really gone into it. I think. Am I Disco Stew and Troy McClure? Does Homer go down on Marge? I'm just yeah, asking. She, he does actually. Like I, they, they, I know he they does. fuck for no, sure. Like, they've insinuated as much. Really? Yeah. How me? Your beard smells. Uh, Jack. What? Inappropriate. All right. Sorry, everybody. Sorry, everybody. Everyone's like Jack. Ew. I don't like talking about the Simpsons. <laughs> you don't like to f- talk about the Simpsons fucking. So I've seen a lot of porno, like porno of the Simpsons yeah. having sex. Everyone has. I don't know if we've ever seen. Has everyone seen Homer eating out Marge? I don't know if I've ever seen Jane that. in the chat. Jane ebook says according to tens of thousands of pieces of. Fan oh really? Art, I don't know if I've ever seen that see. one. All right, everybody. Uh, let's. Uh, All right. So those are the Simpsons. Homie. <gasps> what? Ew. Homie. <gasps> All right, so that's the Simpsons pairings or whatever. Okay. All right. So that's <laughs> is that Gollum? No, that's that's Marge. That is a. Help me. That's our Simpsons <laughs> combo characters. If you have your own in the chat, Quimby is horny. Okay, yeah, Quimby is horny because he's like a like a John yeah, like Kennedy a, guy, like a skeezy horny. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a Quimby though. Quimby. Oh, Marge. Marge, how are you, Marge? <laughs> oh, homie. <laughs> I can do them all. I can do all the. Do uh, Bart. Hey, man. Oh, dad. Hey, dad. <laughs> oh, Bart. Do Smithers. <laughs> well, sir, the uh, the 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 levels at the plant are getting very high. Oh, Smithers. <laughs> They're always good. very high, That's Smithers. Jack, you're pretty good. <laughs> uh, do Mr. Burt. That do was actually mo, Grandpa. Mo, do, uh, I'm Grandpa Simpson now. <laughs> do, do Mo. Ah. Uh, oh, Homer. What, what are you doing here, Homer? That's you got to go home to Marge. That's horrible. <laughs> That's horrible. Uh, no Apu. No Apu. No Apu. Don't do Apu, Jack. No Apu. We're That's not- a trap. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it. No do, Apu. Do Lisa. Do Lisa. Oh, <laughs> Dad. I can't really do it. Lisa's just Yardley Smith's voice. Yardley? Yardley. 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 I prefer Garagely. Okay, do... Because um, houses have yards and garages. Do Mary... I prefer Garagely. Do Garagely uh, Smith. Do Chief Wiggum. Ah. Uh, it's me, Chief Wiggum. Ah. Uh, okay. Do you remember the Simpsons live thing? What was it? Oh, God. This is actually terrible. This is just bad stuff. I, we have to remember this. <laughs> so the Simpsons Live, they did like a Simpsons yeah, Live. at the Hollywood Bowl. At the Hollywood Bowl. You were working at I this, was working. Right? I worked this. Uh, I guess I didn't work the show, but I was like working there when they did it. I actually think it was and kind I of And I got whack. like free tickets and stuff. 
And I went. I got to go to the after party. It was for uh, the first time on a Broadway stage a few years ago in Monty Python Spamalot. This show was so weird. This is so weird. Thank you. Interesting story about Spamalot. I was uh, nominated for a Tony Award, and then I lost. Anyway. Shearer <laughs> um, was not there. It was only Hank Azaria and, like, Nancy Cartwright? Yeah, because uh, Dan didn't want to do it, I don't Which think. I think is cool, actually. Dan Castellaneta and I think uh, Ju- Julie Kavner both didn't do it. Because, like, I-, I think Dan Castellaneta well, is cool because he's like, I... He's like I, I. He's like I don't want people to associate Homer with like me. I don't like to do it. Yeah. Oh, he does a poo. Don't worry. <laughs> one day during re- it really was not going well. It really wasn't. And I, one day in rehearsal, I said, "Can I just try something?" Isn't this so cool? You go out to fucking Hollywood Bowl to see The Simpsons live, and Hank Azaria is up there talking about how he like did Broadway once. <laughs> and I cut loose with a. Always look on the bright side of life. And I was fine after that. I, I worked my way. And I, th- I guess I figure if, you know, if wow. that idiot can sing it, then I certainly can. I don't, I don't know. But, and it works for any song, no matter how big, really. Like, it yeah. works for any song. Like, any, you can do any song in, in the voice Wiggum? of Chief Wiggum. It works for any song to do the Chief Wiggum voice. Uh, let it go. Let it go. Can't hold it back anymore. Let it go, let it go, <laughs> turn away and slam the door. Ah, oh, yeah. Don't care what you're going to say. Let the storm and then I think but we might as well let it go all the way through hearing him do a poo in front of a huge stage. Oh. He's got like an Ethel Merman thing going. You know? I don't know why they don't let Chief Wiggum sing more on the show. But you know who does get to sing a lot on the show? Who I don't think has the greatest voice, really. Well, I'll give you a hint. Whether the Igloo Hut or Lintu or a Geodesic Door. Yeah! What should I have been to? Which I'd rather call my home. <laughs> this is. Oh, it's so much worse when you. Oh no. He's a white guy just doing it hey, on stage. You know, Here I, it is. I was there in the audience. Room. Me too. I don't know. Who and you know what? I stood up and said, "Don't do this, sir. You stop that, sir." I was out there. You might hear me in this video. First tonight you were all such jerks, but now I've come to love your jerks. With her He's dressing so like a poo. He should like then the next thing he does is like take out a bunch of like dark makeup. No, Jack. <laughs> I will say this. Okay. Everyone's like Jack was laughing. Jack was laughing. I thought this show sucked, and I said <laughs> that this night. I said it that night. I was like, this was very embarrassing. This show sucks. What's a depth and spinning lies? Homer's a delightful fella. Sorry about the salmonella. Who needs the quicken part? Now here's the tricky part. Who would you ride with me? Who needs the quicken part? All right. Let's move on to less fucked up stuff we like can't the talk Sacklers. About this shit anymore. Let's move on to the Sacklers for once in our lives. 
All right. God damn it. What? I can't believe you made us watch that. Why? Just Why? The the Chief Wiggum part is great. Everyone's making me do voices. I guess. All right. Don't, I'm not going to do the Apu do voice. Don't do poo. I won't do a poo. That is not appropriate. You know, I won't even do Loquisha, even though Bug did Bug did Loquisha saying it's not okay to do Loquisha he voice. He did at at uh, BugCon. Oh God, <laughs> that's a disaster. <laughs> and I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna do it in the voice, but one of the things he said was, um, "You can't do Loquisha, baby. You can't do it, baby." <laughs> <laughs> I don't approve. Right. <laughs> I don't approve. I don't approve of it either. I truly don't approve of it. Let's uh, move Leslie on to the side. What? Loquisha. I watched. Lee. Did you watch it, Leslie? Maybe we should do a Loquisha episode Leslie of Struggle Lee the Session. Third in the chat I think Loquisha. Saying Loquisha is such amazing. Loquisha is like so much more interesting. Wow. It's like it's it's like there are an infinite number of Tommy Wiseaus now. I swear to God. The, oh, Leslie reviewed it for Minion Death Cult. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. There's just an infinite number of Tommy Wiseaus. Like, we have the Tommy Wiseau of every generation. I know, we really do. We really do. We, we really, have the Tommy really Wiseau do, of do. comedy. We've got the Wiseau. Every, there's a thousand Wiseaus. Anyway. All right. Uh, wow. We're having fun. You want to move on to some absolute fucking nightmarish hell? Whew. Uh, do I? All right, let's do it. Well, this is actually not even as bad as it gets. The Facebook story, I think Facebook, I swear to God, like Mark Zuckerberg and the Facebook people, like I said this on Twitter, I'm like, they actually need to go away for like crimes against humanity at this point. Like I'm like, Facebook number one needs to be shut down and the executives, the Facebook story, I will say this. It's coming later. I in the censored show. it. I censored this, the parts that are it's, truly fucked up. I won't put everyone. I'm not putting everyone through the animal torture that's in that story. <gasps> yep. Ooh. Yep. Okay. Well, we're not doing that quite yet. Yeah, we're first, coming up for first that later. We're going to talk about the Sackler family, the yeah. family behind the opioid crisis, yeah. who keeps getting all these fucking puff pieces. So this is not a puff piece, actually. This is okay. like they reached out for a puff piece. Like, but the, but that's what I mean. Like they keep trying to get puff pieces, and yeah. they, they all end up just looking like fools, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what it is. Like, is that why would like, they post? Well, it's because there are these like rich people in New York who they like keep. Yeah, they keep like getting in touch with like we want to tell our side of the story, and then like the reporter's just like, well, their side of the story, as it turns out, is, is like bullshit. The like, they started the fucking crisis. opioid episode. Well, There's Joss like, Sackler, why, by the way, the why, uh, <laughs> fashion designer who we talked about uh, uh, on an earlier show. Like, why would you pose for this photo shoot if you, like, started the opioid crisis? <laughs> like, I think it's Vanity Fair. I think this is Vanity Fair, if I believe. Sorry. They like, I like if, to if usually keep that in the screenshot. If you're listening to the audio-only version of the show, like, they're posed like fashion models, but... yeah. The guy is not as good as at it as the girl. Well, Joss is a is a fashion model, literally. Yeah, she's a, she can model. You can tell she. Yeah. But they they. This both, is Vanity Fair. Yeah, it's they a Vanity both. Fair uh, piece. G- g- guilty Griever eighty seven in the chat says resting rich face. I like that. <laughs> resting rich face I is like really that. funny. So here's just a guy like he's not smart. Like this guy is not a smart guy. Anyway, let's just get through it. Joss Sackler is this is the woman there is his uh, uh this wife. This is David Sackler. So we're we're on to David Sackler as he reviews his family's history of developing 
developing and marketing opioids, Sackler mostly talks in the dispassionate tone of the financier that he is. But the emotion is obvious on his face. So he's um, he's he is emotional about it. At times, he appears almost on the brink of tears. At others, he struggles to cro- control his obvious anger. Anger. In his view, his family is being blamed for something they did not do. Purdue, he insists, did its best to be responsible in the face of changing science, blah, blah, blah. But as science changed, we put uh, safeguards in place. Uh, uh, the real problem is primarily one of narrative. This is the biggest problem, is a narrative problem, because the family has never spoken. Others have seized control of the story. We have not done a good, a good job of talking about this, he says. That is what I regret the most. That's what I regret the most. That they didn't do a good job talking By about it? By going public, he hopes we can What about begin- all the opiate-induced... <laughs> Death. By going public, he hopes we can begin humanizing ourselves as a family. <laughs> he also thinks about what he will tell his children years from now when they inevitably ask him about this period. I feel the need to answer that I told our story. I told the truth. I did the best I could, for better or worse. Okay. Jeez. It's, of course, not until later in the conversation that he brings up the countless <laughs> lives that have been devastated by the drug produced cells. We have so much empathy, he says of his family. I'm sorry we didn't start with that. Oopsie. We didn't, I'm sorry we didn't start with the empathy that we have. Um, uh, we feel absolutely terrible. Facts will show we didn't cause the crisis, but but we want to help. Yikes. <laughs> okay, so there we go. Uh, it's certainly true that the medical approach to pain... So basically they're like, the medicine was changing, like the, the science was changing over the years or whatever, so it says... Certainly true, the medical approach to pain was already in flux at the time, but the late 1980s, the idea that non-cancer pain had to be treated had begun to take off. Uh, it was mostly with good intentions. Between 1991 and 97, the number of opioid prescriptions increased from 76 million to 97 million. But Purdue went all out to sell Oxycontin, which per- consisted of a pure concentration of oxycodone to doctors and uh, consumers. In the first six years in the market, according to the General Accounting Office, Purdue spent up to 12 times more promoting Oxycontin than it had MS Cotton, its like pre- previous one. Uh, they were pushing this patient-centered culture around pain. That they were pushing this just as the patient-centered culture around pain came into vogue, and providers were more hesitant to deny people prescriptions. David fought. David's father. Uh, had a high-level uh, role in uh, marketing Purdue during the intensive push. Uh, he became president of the company in 1999 and later served as co-chairman of the board. He clearly believed in the power of opioids to treat pain, but whether the belief drove the profit motive or the other way around, it's hard to say. You won't believe how committed I am to make Oxycontin a success, he wrote in 1999 uh, in an email. Thank you so much, Mint Cake Time. Uh, 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 it's almost that I've dedicated my life to it. In the five years after OxyContin went on the market, uh, the annual number of prescriptions soared from 670,000 to more than 6 million uh, because of his like dedication uh, to making OxyContin big. Uh, he's willing to concede two major scientific assumptions that fueled the drug's success were wrong. Though he uh, contends that both were supported by food and drug uh, by science at the time, the first was market the marketing claim endorsed by the FDA that OxyContin was less prone to abuse because of ex- its extended release formula. In fact, the time release pill uh, turned out to be more prone to abuse. In fact, in uh, uh, abuse because they uh, packed more opioids into each pill. This, by the way, was a pr- uh, 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 the inconvenient truth that the FDA noted in 2010 was that the risk for misuse and abuse is greater for extended uh, release periods. The second claim that less than one percent of patients taking OxyContin would become addicted was based not on a peer-reviewed study, but on a five-sentence letter to the New England Journal of Medicine published in January 1980. Oh, my God. The doctor who wrote the letter has since expressed regret that drug companies misrepresented it in their marketing campaigns pushing opioids as non-addictive. 
Everyone in the chat is typing a G for guillotine. guillotine. We got to guillotine the Sacklers allegedly and in parody. Allegedly and in parody. Allegedly and in parody allegedly. would be good if not only the Sacklers were sued to bankruptcy and also got all the money that they're hiding elsewhere. Of course. Uh, but if they were also dragged to the street allegedly and in parody uh, um, and had their heads chopped off by a guillotine, that would be good of as a joke. Of course. And in parody, is a allegedly. Parody That's a parody of what show. someone might do if you were allegedly. Talking this about a parody a that might show. happen. This is a comedy joke. This is a but it'd comedy be good, show. It would be good in parody and allegedly to see those people, these people's heads separated from their bodies. This is uh, a um, comedy show. Uh, Everything you say the, is a joke and it's a parody. The letter has been used as a central piece in the narrative, uh, narrative of Sackler venality. How could anyone with any sense of morality use such flimsy evidence to sell a dangerous drug? David uh, insists that there was far more scientific consensus than the 1% in the single letter. Uh, they point to studies showing that no, no less than four different entities considered the uh, you know uh, considered the risk for addiction to be very minimal. He cites his second edition of uh, blah 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 narcotic addiction. The textbook the textbook states flatly occurs rarely or not at all in patients receiving narcotics for medical use. Um, by citing such sources, uh, Sackler's making an argument that he returns to again and again, that Purdue is not alone in believing that opioids were safe and effective to justify the risks. There's certainly an element of truth in that uh, argument. To single out the Sacklers as the source of evil is to ignore the role of many others in both in industry and government. But the evidence that Sackler cites does not appear to be supported by any truly substantive science. St some of the material, in fact, is sourced, from the original, is sourced to the original letter from the New England Journal of Medicine. So he's citing other things that cited the letter... Uh, that they, you know, used. A recent study found that the letter has been cited more than 600 times God. by other scholars, a widespread pattern of inaccurate citation that contributed to the North American opioid crisis. Fuck. So this is Sackler being like, actually, there's in these other ones. And then the uh, writer's like, well, actually... Um, Just referencing the same thing. It's referencing the same thing. And it, you know, it is bullshit. Uh, uh, so he's just like being like, uh, but the letter... Even today, today... Sackler continues to insist that the addiction rate for OxyContin is vanishingly low. That is fucking crazy. He cites a review from last year, which puts the rate at 4.7%. Cuc cuckoo bananas. What's more, he continues, even that number may be overstating the risk. That includes both abuse and dependence, he says. Abuse is addiction. Dependence is a very different definition. When you look at the studies that pull out the addiction piece of it, I think a fair number is somewhere between 2 and 3%. Um... Their critics scoff at such assertions. Uh, this guy from the co-founder of Responsible Opioid Prescribing says the British article was only a review of other studies, none of which explicitly uh, designed to me measure addiction in patients. Uh, just about anyone who takes opioids for long enough at a high amount enough doses can get addicted. Uh, but the debate over the precise level of addiction rates obscures a broader truth. OxyContin is a so-called Schedule II drug, which means it was known to have a high potential for abuse. Right. Uh, Sackler points out that this, this fact was noted in the drug's insert. He argues that striking the balance between the beneficial effects OxyContin could have and the possibility that patients could get addicted was not Purdue's job, but the FDA's. Uh-huh. You say, okay, first of all, it was known that these patients were going to exist, and the FDA approved this medication with that balance in mind. So like any medication that has unintended side effects, you know that this was one. It was approved as one. Doctors understood it, right? The FDA, for its part, acknowledges that it contributed to the epidemic. The opioid crisis is the largest and most complex public health tra tragedies that... Uh, that our nation has ever faced. Sadly, the scope of the epidemic reflects many past mistakes and many parties who missed opportunities to stem the crisis, including the FDA. 
But even if Sackler's larger point is valid, that the FDA and doctors bear responsibility as well, it hardly absolves Purdue. Aggressively marketing the drug as not addictive and then saying we warned you it's addictive is a very dark version of trying to have your cake and eat it too. Yikes. If you understand that some percentage of your patients are going to get addicted, then by definition you understand that the more pills you sell, the more addiction there's going to be. And there were a lot more pills. Instead of trying to limit the supply, Purdue pushed hard to expand it. From 1996 to 2000, the company had more than doubled its internal sales force, recruited and trained more than 5,000 doctors, pharmacists, and nurses to help tout the benefits of OxyContin, uh, handed out free 30-day prescriptions to new patients, and targeted its marketing efforts uh, to doctors who were the highest prescribers of opioids. So they marketed to doctors that prescribed the most. Uh, by 2008, the United States, which represents less than 5% of the world's population, was consuming more than 80% of the world's opioids. Disgusting, despicable. So yeah, this article did not quite pan out the way they thought it would, which is fun. I like that element of it, that every single thing they say. One of the key issues of the growing campaign against Purdue is uh, when or if the company and its board should have understood what they were unleashing and what they should have done in response. Uh, as, er- as early as 2000, the U.S. attorney in Maine issued a warning that the risk posed by OxyContin is other opioids. There's clear evidence that something had gone badly wrong, but when they did not halt its push to sell higher doses and longer-term prescriptions of OxyContin, both of which have been... You know, probably, uh, you know, increase the risk of addiction. <laughs> uh, and most uh, uh, were highly profitable for Purdue. As the company staff told the board in uh, 2014, uh, two of the greatest risks to the company's bottom line were continued pressure against higher doses of opioids and continued pressure against long term use of opioids. Oh, that's weird. That was in um, 2014. Yeah, when was that? 2014. They're saying the uh, greatest risks to the company's bottom lines were pressure against higher doses and pressure against long-term use. Not the, you know, the ever higher, uh, the ever increasing pile of no, de- dead bodies. No, we're talking about the bottom line. We're talking about the the threat to the money they make is uh, that they're, that they're telling people not to uh, prescribe higher doses and not to keep them on for a long time. That's all. Uh, <laughs> in September 2017, according to the Massachusetts complaint, Purdue CEO jotted down a note summari- summarizing some of the roots of the opioid crisis. It reads, there are too many RXs being written, too high a dose for too long, for conditions that, don't re- that often don't require them, by doctors who lack the requisite training and how to use them appropriately. So, so a messaging Purdue issue. CEO wrote down that these are the issues with it, of course, uh, uh, is that they're over so basically Purdue set out to do a marketing push to get these prescribed uh, uh, at higher doses and for longer periods of time because uh-huh. that would like make money for them or whatever you know like um literally like the fucking cartel like the cartel uh like the Mexican car- car- cartels in Mexico you know what i mean uh, uh less bad because they're just doing it here uh, um you know uh, with the under the auspices of like what is legal, uh, one thing the company did was place much of the responsibility for the crisis not on the drug itself but on the users. Of course, we've talked about this before. Virtually all the reports of addiction, a company executive told the congressional committee in 2001, involve people who are abusing the medication, not patients with legitimate medical needs. We have to hammer on the. Uh, so this was a sentiment shared by Richard Sackler. This fucking part is great, actually. Uh, Richard Sackler, the CEO of the company, wrote in an email, we have to hammer on the abusers in every way possible. They are the culprits in the problem. They are reckless criminals. 
Although David, his son, acknowledges the insensitivity, he is nevertheless protective of his father, who he says was expressing a legitimate worry that criminals were being confused with patients. And who said they should add an asterisk after the word father that just says, like, who holds, like, his entire, like, like financial yeah, yeah. trust. <laughs> like, um, I don't know if he's dead or I don't fucking know. I hope, I hope he's dead. If I mean, not, I hope he gets I'm assuming he's off. not. Allegedly oh, wait, no, he is dead, right? David the is dead, widow, I think. The widow is like... I think David is dead, but now it's like... Oh, David's I'm sorry, alive. Richard. Richard. Richard is, is dead. dead. Um, he says... Uh, uh, he says criminals were being confused with patients and whose sentiments, while out of keeping t- with today's views of addiction, he sees as not so out of line with the consensus at the time. I've gotten a lot more information about addiction in general and opio- opiate or opioid addiction in particular. And, of course, my views have evolved and changed, Richard said in a deposition last March. Right. Well, maybe he is alive. I don't know. Uh, at the time, I was very concerned with the balance that had been struck by the FDA between the benefits and the risk uh, of strong opioids might be upset, perhaps with terrible consequences for patients and doctors who wanted to let them treat them. Now, this is great. This next one is 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 fantastic. So he's like, my dad. So he says, David says his father. Oh, he's alive. Okay. Richard Sackler is alive. Okay. I think the grandfather. The grandfather. I don't fucking know. David also. This fucking guy. Yeah. Jeez. David also says that his father, who stepped down as co-chairman of the board in 2007, is somebody who struggles to communicate. He just cannot understand how his words are going to land on somebody, Sackler says. He recounts an incident from childhood hockey match where he was a goalie. It was not a good game, he recalls. And I came off the ice and I was really down. And his words to me were, that wasn't a good one, was it? And he just sees me kind of crumble in front of him. So he's, so he's comparing um, his dad writing an email about like how we need to crack down on addicts uh, to the time his dad wasn't nice after a hockey game. It's completely inappropriate. Oops. It's reckless. God it's irresponsible. It. Oh God, Kate! One of these links. Close that. Close that. Or pause it or whatever. God damn it. Anyway, so uh, I was trying to show the face <laughs> of pure evil here. We there, go. there, uh, there's uh, David Sackler comparing how this man told him that he didn't do good in hockey once. This is the face of evil. To, this is an um, evil face. Look at this. Uh, these eyes have no soul. So, allegedly. So this is the man who told him he didn't. Um, do do good in uh, a hockey once. Don't trust people that have eyes like that. You know, Joe, fuck off. Just do exclamation point redeem and then farts one or something like that. It's better. Here's here's why it's better, everybody. You're like, it's harder, it's harder, it's harder. That was taking a 20% cut off us every time anyone played those. Uh, and now, just do redeem fart one. Oh, God, I don't care. Uh, I came off the ice. His father was mean to him about hockey. Isn't that so sad? Sackler also points to the company's decision in 2010 to launch a new form of OxyContin. There we go. There we go. I know. Look, does everyone want the sound alerts back? I mean, the good thing about this is that when you buy bits, it all counts towards the tomatometer and the fucking uh, and we don't get we we get more of the money. First up, straight I think up, we which keep is nice. it the way we the new way. The new way is how it's got to be. The new way is how it's, how's the new way is how it's got to be. Do you want to give money to us or to Amazon? Well, actually, it's for the people who made the sound alerts thing and Amazon. Anyway, there we go. I have to get the KDA. You know, here's the thing, actually. I don't have the KDAM sound alert. Wow. I have to add the new sounds. Thank you, Sidewise. Why is that? Because uh, I don't have the original audio of that anymore. It's like stuck in the sound alerts thing. So I have to get oh, you to wow. re-record like a KDAM. It's KDAM. So we'll do that. We'll do that. I was trying to add that one. And we'll add more sounds and all this stuff. Anyway, uh, Sackler also points to the company's decision in 2010 to launch a new form of OxyContin. 
Isn't that cool? Uh, one that was supposed to be an abuse deterrent because it couldn't be broken down and snorted or rejected. <sighs> we made a tremendously honest and ethical effort to fix a problem, he says. That's all. To fix a problem. The reformulated OxyContin, he adds, cost more than $1 billion to develop. Isn't that very cool? Okay, wow, they... thank you, Daddy Opioid. Wow, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Daddy Opioid and Don Knott's <laughs> thoughts. Thank you, Daddy Opioid. Thank you, Daddy Opioid. Thank you, Daddy Opioid. Thank you, Daddy Opioid. Uh, ew. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Daddy Opioid. Jar- Joe's being ridiculous. All right, let's keep going here. Uh, uh, at the, so they, they made a new version, and he's like, we've gone past the point where no good deed goes unpunished, he says, into the theater of the absurd. Oh, is he talking about like an Ionesco? He's play? talking about how they developed a new, less addictive, thank you, Alphabet Pizza, a new, less addictive version of uh, Oxycontin, and he's like, we have gone past the point where no good deed goes unpunished, and it's just the theater of the absurd. We made a less addictive one, but it is, of course, hard it's to see. the theater of the absurd. It's of, course a, it's, of course, hard to see the move as merely a good deed. The abuse deterrent form of OxyContin was approved a few years before the patent on the old version was about to expire. Hey, remember when we were just talking about that cancer treatment they're not going to do because the patent was about to expire? Um, then, in what an investigation uh, by Esquire Mag- magazine called a breathtaking pivot, Purdue fought to prevent would-be generic competitors from copying its old version of OxyContin. So, they got a new one. Thank you, Clueless Yeast. They said that no one, no generic people can do it. Thank you, Clueless Yeast. Good Nobody can ya. do generics anymore. So this was a way to just make it so that they're the only ones uh, um, who retain the patent again. Sackler argues that the timing was a coincidence. The abuse deterrent form, he said, took years to develop. In our conversation, he repeatedly decries the company's critics as cynics. But given the all-out marketing push behind the original version of the drug, some of the cynicism would appear to be earned. Thank you, Daddy. Wow, we're fucking... We're doing it here, everybody. Thank you, we're Daddy. Doing it. Thank we're you. doing it, everybody. It's the theater of the absurd. It's the theater of the absurd. It's the theater of the absurd. Everybody's turning into a rhinoceros who is addicted to opioids. So this is... Okay, so let's just say... Let's just skip through this. It's like, he wasn't really prepared to do this. He, like, went to school. He had to take over the company because his fucking father... You know, he joined the board of directors because his father's health was failing. Thank God. Thank you, God. Thanks, God, for making his health fail. Let's hope he dies in pain very soon, God. Thank you, God. I hope he has a very painful and bad death. Um, Allegedly and then He says, he speaks of investing as his almost noble calling. Um, it's his quest for truth. Uh, for my personality, it just fits very well to try to sort through all of that and then be very introspective about what you got right and what you got wrong. He adds, I've never enjoyed those relationships or interaction with people who can dispose of their failures without any hesitation. In retrospect, it seems inconceivable that the Sacklers didn't see their family reputation and perhaps their fortune was going to be demolished by the opioid crisis. But David said the maelstrom took him by surprise. I don't think any of us had a sense of what a problem this was going to become. Mm -hmm. You've just had the federal government complete a monitoring program. You've settled with the states. To think that this liability question would pop up or I would be personally sued was so fanciful. No one could have envisioned this in 2012. Oh, good. Okay. I'm glad they got you for that. God, there's so much more of this. I know. I'm I'm not going to read all of it. Here, can I break it up with a fun video? Sure. This is courtesy of a retweet by Rob Wisman. Okay. Wow. That's huge. It's a video of a dog carrying a big stick. That is too big for that little guy. This is the highest. It's from at cute underscore n underscore squish. Wow. I can't believe that, actually. That's a damn... 
stick to dog ratio I've ever seen. Stick to dog ratio I've ever seen. That is the highest I've ever seen too. I think. I mean, can you imagine Kenny holding up a stick that big? <laughs> yeah, I can't. And Kenny's bigger than that dog. Yeah, wow, unbelievable, buff dog. Buff dog. Uh, he's upset. He's sad that they're going to come after his money, and that makes it sad. Um, what underneath the legal arguments is that the FDA uh, uh, approves things that are not that good or whatever. It's the culture of the FDA to make things easier for industry, they say. Thanks, tactical pube trim. Uh, Thanks, tactical pube trim. Uh, it's beyond whatever. Let's keep going. Uh, uh, between, okay, according to lawsuits, okay, so this is basically about how drugs get uh, um, approved and how they, how they like, how the legal system works to protect companies like Purdue. Between 2000 and 2002, according to exhibits recently re- released by a lawsuit filed in Oklahoma, Purdue also pro- provided more than $1 million in funding to a powerful but little-known entity called the Joint Commission for the Accreditation of Healthcare Organizations. This was a pivotal moment. Um, in 2001, the commission issued a sweeping new set of standards that emphasized the treatment of pain. Um, uh, uh, but in 2006, uh, uh, they issued new guidelines that discouraged twice-a-day prescriptions that produced three most proper, profitable doses of Oxycontin. We know of no other medication, the CDC observed, Thank that's routinely sideways. used for a non-fatal condition that kills patients so frequently. Let me read that quote one more time from the uh, Center for Disease Control. We know of no other medication, the CDC observed, that's routinely used for non-fatal condition that kills patients so frequently. Why don't you, why don't you just sing it? Sing it loud and we proud. We know of no other medication that's routinely used for a non-fatal condition that kills Patients so frequently. No, we don't. No, we don't. Wow. Okay. Kate made me sing it, so I did. No, we uh, don't. Kind of like you kind of did like a. I don't know. It's kind of spiritual. Yeah, it was a little spiritual. The charge that upsets Sackler most is the broadest one. That oxycotton, in the words of the New York complaint, is the taproot of the opioid epidemic. Uh, you can make that argument, he says, but you have to prove it. We are not the only company that marketed opioids. Johnson & Johnson was massive. Uh, he says they were a tiny niche product with a tiny market share. That's true by one measure. They would never had more than 4% of all opioid prescriptions, um, which includes such everyday medicines as like Tylenol 3 uh, and it's less than 2% today. Uh, but Kalogny, the Purdue Thank critic, uh, 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 argues the prescriptions are a misleading definition of market share. Because Oxycontin was far more potent than other opioids, its true market share was way, way worse, way, way more. Okay, in 2004, according to a study uh, published in the Journal of Pain, Oxycontin had become the most prevalent prescription opioid abused in the United States. The real damage Purdue did was changing the culture of opioid prescribing by telling everyone that opioids were underprescribed and that people were suffering needlessly. Isn't that nice? Isn't uh, that nice? No. It should work for uh for board for fucking for things for is for for you know the the Kenny pennies. What work? What oh, work? someone trying to do a Kenny check in. Oh my lord! Oh, Let me see. Who who wants to do a Kenny check in? Oh god! Let's check that. Check the math on that. <laughs> no gambling on this channel. Never going to happen. Never going to happen on this channel. Let me see. Did I miss something here? Let's see. <laughs> Mitty was up all night playing, doing gambling just on the, uh, doing doing gambling on the, uh, all right, let's see here. What do I have to, the? let's look at the store here, stream store. Do I have to redeem anything? Uh, Kenny check from a day ago. I don't have a Kenny check unless anybody ordered a, uh. 
Kenny check. Let me know if you ordered a Kenny check. Do redeem exclamation point redeem and then space Kenny check and it should uh it should do it. There you go. How do you get Kenny pennies by giving bits or tips? Is how you do it. That's how you do it. Very easy to get them. You just have to give money pretty much. They you get them for money. Uh yeah, you should get 100 for cheering, 100 for uh Oh, but Bolshevik 47. So sad. You, okay, so sidewise. Someone, did someone check a Kenny? Did someone hmm. do a Kenny check? You didn't get your Kenny pennies? Sidewise? All right. Oh, we got Thanks, a wheel Chris of P. praise, Jack. No, we don't. A thousand? No, you have to order it to the stream store now. A thousand is just he bought Kenny pennies. Oh, I see. I see. So now you have to. Okay, now we got the Ojava. I'm going to give uh, Sidewise the uh, Kenny pennies. Make sure to log in through Twitch on the Stream Elements page. Brokaw, make sure to log in on the Stream Elements page when you go over there. But uh, tell me how much I owe you, and I'll, I'll fucking do it right now. Uh, I, whatever, resistance system. You know, it is com confusing, but it's all right. All right, let's see. Sidewise. There we go. And what do I owe you, uh, Brokaw? Make sure to log in on the Stream Elements page there. Uh, just let me know. Uh, uh, oh, Chris P., you have to log in. Oh, it didn't give you your bits? Let's see. What the fuck? It's not giving people things for bits? Huh? This is a nightmare. What a nightmare. Everyone should have their points. Maybe it takes a second. I don't know. Where are the pennies? Okay, Jack. What's going on? They're supposed to be getting Kenny pennies. Okay, and they're not? Okay, what's going on? They're supposed to be getting Kenny pennies. This is really serious. What's going on? I have to give Chris P. his Kenny pennies. This is a nightmare. Okay, so what's going on? They're not getting them? For some reason, they're not getting Kenny pennies for bits. Okay, that's not appropriate. Uh oh, that's inappropriate. It was working yesterday. It is set up properly. Save. Maybe it's just like taking a second here. Okay. Scam. Oh my god. No, you, you, yeah, we're gonna figure it out. Okay, it's not a scam. I think Stream Elements is having issue today. Okay. I gave Chris P his Kenny pennies. Okay. Okay. Tell us in honesty how much we owe you. Oh God damn it! And we'll we'll try to give them to you. Don't you think, Jack? <laughs> yeah. No free pennies. No free pennies. But if you bought pennies and you didn't get them, okay, great. If you bought pennies and you didn't get them, tell us in honesty. Oh no! Yokohama Bunny needs two fifty. Muffin Party needs two hundred. Oh my god! I bet you're all gonna get double Kenny pennies today. Is what's gonna happen? Like it'll add all yeah, these later on. Yeah, but it's okay. On. We, we want to be, uh, you know, we want to be people of our word. Okay. Mint cake time. Are you really owed six six six? Yeah, I think. Well, now what the hell? I don't believe Bolshevik. I don't believe. I don't believe or Mumbo Jump. This is not gonna make sense oh, for the Jesus podcast Christ. version of the show. The pennies. The pennies. Are the pennies really still not going to to you? <laughs> Where are the pennies? Okay. This is a disaster. No, it's funny. It's fine. We've got to go on a break after this. What the hell? So I can edit all of this out. <laughs> God damn it. Is there... 
Kenny Penny problems. If you need Kenny Pennies, just write in the chat. Please, Jack and Kate, this isn't a lie. I Where's my pennies? I truthfully need X amount of pennies. Where's my Kenny Pennies? All right. An honor system here. I think we got a Kenny check. Okay. Okay. Jesus Go ahead. Christ. Go ahead. We're doing Kenny check, everybody. Okay, word another word needs five Kenny pennies. <laughs> All right, we're checking in on Kenny. Checking in on little baby dog, the coziest puppy. There she is. Oh, she's so tired. What a sweet girl. What a sweet little girl. She's so sweet. She's so sleepy. Oh, someone posted exclamation point interact. They want you to interact with Kenny. Well, too bad. Go back. No way. Done. We're going to take a break, everybody. All enough right. enough Sacklers, enough Kenny Pennies. Uh, all right, too quick. We'll go back then, I guess. I'm, I'll give her an interact, too. Yeah. Fuck it. Why no, not? I, I like seeing Kenny. You can't phone in a Kenny check. She's the best part of the show. There she is. Oh, she's so tired. She's so tired. Yeah, you're a tired girl. You're getting pets. You're getting pets. You're sleepy. You're sleepy. What a good girl. She's so cozy. Hi, cozy dog. Hi, cozy. Hi, sleepy little peepee. Oh, she's getting a pet. Oh, she's getting pets. Yes, good girl. Good, good girl. Oh, so sweet. So, so sweet. What a good dog. Wow. That was so sweet. All right. All right, we're going to take a break. So, All right. Okay. There has been a problem with your minimits, please. <laughs> That's Kate is hot. Is that fake? Yes. Oh. All right, everyone. We'll be back uh, in a couple minutes. God damn it. And we're back. Welcome back. We're back from walking Kenny. Jack's tweeting. The folks from Stream Elements have responded, everybody. They uh, did respond, and they're like, we're looking into it for you. Uh, they said, as long as the person cheers at least 100 bits, they should be getting their points. Okay, and why? Uh, but we'll investigate in any case. Um, I did respond. I'm like, I don't think people are, to be honest with you. But uh, That's not the right picture. Oh, boy. That is actually a birthday card. Where the hell it's is the this wheel one? Of Wow, it is the Wheel of Praise. And add an item. And add an item, wow. it says. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Wow, there we go, everybody. Uh, let's do Thank it. Thank you, uh, a.k.a. Chris P. You think this is like when the cops do an internal investigation? <laughs> I was like, yeah, people in my chat have been cheering above that amount and not receiving my points in chat. There we go, everybody. Let's do the Wheel of Praise, everybody. The Wheel of Praise is I'm famously a little curmudgeon-y little fella. Uh, what would you like to add to the Wheel of Praise? Who, who redeemed Chris it P. there? Chris P. What would you like to add to the Wheel of Praise where I have to uh, 
praise something for a full minute, whatever it lands on. What would you like to add to the Wheel of Praise, a.k.a. Chris Peach? A.k.a. Chris Peach. Just let us know in the chat there. Yeah, let's see. Let Just me know. Uh, we'll do the spin first, and then we will add what, unless you want to say it quick, everybody. We love Crispy. Crispy's the best around here. You like Crispy. We'll wait. We'll wait. Uh, we'll wait. We'll do the wheel. Uh, Crap, drawing I... a blank. Fuck. If anyone else, Jake Fogelman, if anyone else wants to add no, one, that's fine. Crispy, Crispy, just everyone pitch on something. And, and then Chris you can P, choose. You tell us which one you want. Says, no, do the wheel. Okay, we'll do the wheel, add and then we will, uh, then we'll do it after. Okay. Here we it's go, the everybody. Wheel of hey, 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 hey. Lena Dunham. Lena Dunham. Good God. All, All right. right. You got one minute to praise Lena Dunham. Remember the rules. It can't be a lie. Mm-hmm. And that's it, pretty much. It has to be adequate praise. All right. And your time starts. You know, I watched Tiny Furniture some years ago or something like that, you know, before even I think Girls came out or maybe right when the first season of Girls. And I was like, Tiny Furniture, uh, uh, you know, she made that movie, right? Like, that's a movie she made when she was young. And I was like, Tiny Furniture is like fine. I thought that was a pretty good first effort uh, uh, for somebody. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, uh, you know, uh, um, you know, uh, like. 30s. Two seconds. I thought it was a fine movie. And so, like, um, um, 24 seconds. Um, let's get the, uh, she's, she's not, she doesn't, though. That's a, she doesn't treat animals well. All right. All right, Kate. You're going to have to do push ups. I know. I know. <laughs> Here we go. So you did lie. Okay, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. That was inadequate praise. Oh, inadequate praise. All right, everybody. All right, Jack-looking All right, everybody. Jack-looking trim All right. says alphabet pizza. Wow, thank you. Trying to um, eat better. Okay, so crispy. What did you land on? <sighs> what did you land on? Yeah, what would you like to add? You know what? Add Huck Watch for our friends to go off kings. Huck okay, Watch. we'll do that. They've I like Huck praise. Watch. I could actually praise Huck Watch you pretty good. Huck Watch. You know, it's kind of hard to do Huck Watch a little bit, but let's. Uh, Stealing Valerie says, "Jack, you do look good." Thank you, Valerie. Okay, let's add this. I think here. your hair is growing in nicely. You know, when it gets long, I am like so weird. I just like mess with it all the time. I tussle too much. It's very curly. And I tussle too I much like with it. this damn stuff. I like the curly. I tuss- oh the Huck Show in general. Oh Jesus, that's different. Okay. Okay, the Huck uh, Show. Huck Show. I'll just put Huck Show because I don't Jack, remember what it's actually called. Jack, there's a dog on the top of your chair. Do you see it? Oh my lord! What the hell are you doing? She's looking for something. What the hell is she doing back there? A spot to rest. You know rest. what? We're going to do a, an impromptu Kenny check here. All right, go ahead. A zoom for in. Free. A zoom in Kenny check. She wants to find a good spot to, to She's relax. She's on the couch searching for a good spot to relax. <laughs> She's licking her, the She's pee like, off of hmm. her vagina. Now, let's, let's try some of this pee first. So I'd like to have a little bit of this pee really quickly before... Um, oh, this seems kind of good. All right, that's a good spot. This could work. She's settled on a spot. 
Okay, it's a little too. There we go. So she has settled on a spot at the Thank center you, of the couch. There's our Twitch con backpack right next. Wow, to Wow, look her. at that. Oh, she's so cute. I can't believe the dog wow. we have is this cute. She really does find her mark. She really does do a good job she's there. She's a star. She does do a good she's job. She's a star. All right, there we go. We're back out, everybody. Wow, Here she's we are. a star. There's Kenny. There's Kenny. All right, everyone. Uh, loser shooter. Why not? Why don't we look at loser shooter or whatever? Yeah, what is this? Uh, so... This guy tried to do a mass shooting yesterday. You guys are doing more than one topic in an hour. <laughs> uh, well, I, we, I mean, okay. This one we can go through quickly, okay, because uh, I do have other stuff I want to get to. Um, so this guy tried to do a shooting yesterday and got himself fucking killed immediately. He really did. Uh, and he's a chud. He's an online, uh, like, MAGA guy, racist. It is like uh, the mass shooter was two days ago, so... Here's this guy he posted so far right. which shooting was this? He like went to the federal building, the federal courthouse, Great. and like with a gun. Here's Dear his Facebook God. post: "A modern gladius to defend the modern republic." Fuck off! I have a modern gladius here, everybody. Look at my modern gladius. Here he is. This is the fucking corniest shit I've ever seen. There he is trying to That's do his shooting. That's how he dressed for his mass shooting. He wore his glasses to his mass shooting. Get contacts. Hey, gladius. We've got a Gladius for a, a modern fucking, age. What a fucking dork. Yeah, he did he get domed. Too many he did get domed by a security guard. He, <laughs> it is Bubbles. It does seem like Bubbles. He looks like <laughs> he looks like he wa- plays too many video games. Yeah. A modern Gladius and a fan the, the modern republic. Uh, he was in the army, of course. Discharged, whatever. Uh, multiple memes were posted referencing the Confederate flag. November, he posted a picture of a pillow, a uh, person wearing full medieval armor while holding a gun and an anime body pillow. Is he dead? I don't have the waifu knight picture. Can somebody send me that? If somebody has the waifu knight picture? Holy fuck. I have to see the waifu knight picture. Yeah, he is dead. They killed him. Cool. Nice shot him. Uh, uh, God, maybe I'll just look on Twitter for waifu knight. I guess uh, night. burn in hell. <coughs> yeah, he's a fucked up racist guy. A modern gladius for a modern age. Okay. Waifu Knight does not get you that picture when you search it on uh, on Twitter. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, don't. You when you search Waifu that. Knight, it does not give you that. Okay, but you should know that. It gives you something else. A lot of other different stuff. A lot of different stuff. Um, in February 2018. Okay, here we go. That's him? <laughs> oh, my. He posted this picture. So I don't know if it's him. But this picture was posted of uh, a knight. With an anime body pillow. I mean, I'm into this if if it doesn't have the AK in the photo. <laughs> it's like, if you want to put on... Fuck- Man, American ISIS is too fucking weird. Our American ISIS is too goddamn fucking... Bo- America getting toward its end is so clownish and like just weird. unbelievable. It's a weird time. So fucking clownish. Um, yeah, I mean, this happens. This guy exists. We have uh, concentration camps and people are obsessed with the... Not calling it a concentration Race, camp. Race, American, nationality. Yeah, the fucking semantics of calling it a concentration like, camp. That's because the world Liz we live Cheney, in. because Liz Cheney, Dick Cheney's daughter, like called out AOC for calling it a concentration camp. It's very fucking literally a concentration camp. Hey, Liz Cheney, fuck you. I can't believe as we live in clownish end times America that we've got the fucking female reboot of Dick Cheney. Fuck off. I hate it. 
I fucking hate that we've got young, like more racist, not even more racist, but we just got young Dick Cheney. Hey, in the I mix. saw Vice. I know. Fuck you, this you shit. Exist. Fuck it all, everybody. All right, fuck it all. This world sucks. It's like Ghostbusters. This it is like is Ghostbusters. Okay, move on. Anyway, Next topic. The fucking he said to write all this shit. Who cares? He got Who himself. Cares? He got himself fucking dome. Fucking killed. There's the picture of the knight with the anime pillow. World's a fuck. Let this guy. The world has one less fucking rotten hell. I'm so glad you got domed by a security it. guard. Fuck off, burn in hell. Loser. Hail Satan. Fucking loser, dude. <laughs> All right, thank you, Pickle Mouse Boy, for the gifted sub. Let's have a look. We'll look one more time at this guy. Fuck off. So scared. So scared. He's bubbles doing doing uh, bubbles trying to do a. Uh, Okay, let's see. What's going on with OJ Made in America? What's happening, Kate? Oh my God! What are we? Which OJ? Which OJ is this? Well, this our new segment, OJ Made in America. Now you never co- know. Now covers either Olivia Jade. Okay, I have to read the name of the sub. Uh, thank you uh, to Pickle Mouse Boy for gifting a sub to Turd Too Big for Toilet. Oh, nice! Thank you for gifting a sub to Turd Too Big for Toilet, everybody. So our segment, OJ Made in America. Uh, Either is going to be about O.J. Simpson, or it's going to be about Olivia J. Daughter, we don't know. Daughter of Lori Laughlin, who was discharged from USC uh, yeah. for lying about being on the crew team, yeah. is a part of the Varsity Blues College scandal. So a lot of people are theorizing that the, the loser shooter was actually Matt Shootler. No. <laughs> I think we saw Matt Shootler. We saw Shampoo. This Matt Shootler is not real. Matt Shooter is not real. Okay, I, we love Shampoodler around here. Justice anyway. for Shampoo. So what the hell? What's, right. what's going on? Which so, one is it this time? So this time, you want to guess? I think this one's going to be about, because I haven't seen another video, Olivia Jade. Okay. It is. Wow. There we go. OJ Made in America. We have an OJ Made in America story, everyone. Olivia J- Jade Giannulli spotted hanging out with X after split. <laughs> this is fucking hilarious. So she's the ch- college cheating girl, and now we're just like getting page six articles about like spotted with her ex. I love Famous, it. Famous for cheating her way into college, she was spotted with her ex canoodling out in nightlife. I have to say, like, I... I love her. I stand Olivia Jade. I stand an OJ legend. You love Olivia Jade too much. I stand the only OJ that didn't graduate from USC. All right. Uh, embattled beauty blogger Olivia Jade Giannulli has reunited with her ex boo, which is one month after they split. Um, Giannulli 19 and Jackson Guthy were seen together Friday for the first time since their breakup. Um, he's a 23 year old singer. And they seemed carefree and laughing as they yeah. strolled along Sunset wow. Boulevard. They're How trying nice. to get photographed, I think, if yeah. they're on Sunset. Um, they're not back together, but they are still friendly, the source told the magazine. I think they're hooking up. Okay. Okay, here's what he says. Jackson broke up with Olivia because it was all getting to be too much for him. An insider told the oh, magazine. Yeah. It wasn't necessarily affecting his career, but the fact that he couldn't be seen out in public with Olivia was difficult. But now they're back together. That's really good. I think they're back together. Yay! Okay, so who's Jackson Guthy again? Yay! What? They're back together! Okay, what 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 is his deal? What? Yay! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, we're going to do a bounty board at the end of the show today. Jackson Guthy. I'm playing some fucking some video game, everybody. He's got a song called Young. Wow! And... Thank you, you know to the what? anonymous gifter for giving... Cummy Daddy Do, a tier one song. I know why they broke up, because he has got a song called (laughs) Young and Single. Okay? That song didn't make sense if it's with OJ. What? They broke up, because he's got a song called Young and Single. Oh, wow. He's a fucking musician. (laughs) 
Okay. Can we move on? Enough with Jackson Guthrie. Guthy. Guthy. No R. Guthy? <laughs> what the fuck kind of name is Guthy? Guthy? There might be two Bazizio streams today to answer the question of Joe Sikowski. Okay, like, can you tell me what the fuck is going on with this banana? Oh, you open them like this. No, no, stop. There's a weird vein in it. Everybody, it's time for another minute of Little Italy, everyone. It's a little Italy. Do you see that? It's a little Italy. It's got a weird little vein Ah, it's a little Italy. Like a little dingling. Oh, God, Connor. Connor just gifted OJ Simpson Innocent a subscription. I mean, you know, that's fine. Thank you for the gift sub, but uh, I don't agree with that username at all. Here is the rest. No, I don't want it. Uh, we have to get this movie playing, everybody. It's time to watch another minute of Little Italy, uh, the film. And by the way, I, it took me way too long, but I finally just like noticed the no that Champ had put in there. The no! Did you notice that, Kate? Uh, I noticed it the other day. That's the uh, no from the end of Star Wars Episode Three. <laughs> that uh, anyway, it's time for minute uh, thirty-one of a little little Italy. Everyone, uh, if you'll give me just a brief, brief little moment in time. All right, everyone, time to watch. First, let me show you my Indian rope trick. Are they on ecstasy? They are, right? Oh, madam, I must warn you. My rope is very naughty. Get it? Naughty. Oh, I want to make cookies and cream babies with her. All right. What the hell are you doing? Dude! Customer service, boy. Master! Master, what the hell are you doing, Master? Pa? They call me the maniac from Mumbai! What'd you put in the pizza today? Dude, always the same, the best. Uh, that's, that's not oregano. Huh? Oh, what? It's weed? Weed? They're on weed. You think the cops like the weed pizza? That ain't what we do. They're on weed. That ain't what we do. We had no idea. This was sabotage. Sabotage! Weed is legal in Canada. That's not. Master, that's not oregano. That's not oregano, Master. This is fucking weird. Why is that weed laced with Molly? It's not oregano. I'm only doing Bugs' impression That's of Hayden. crazy. Yeah, okay, that was weed. Can we talk about how they made a scene where everyone was like raging and they were all on weed? Yeah, and they like wanted to fuck and stuff. Like, that isn't what weed do. <laughs> That's really funny. That ain't what weed do. Weed all don't right. do that. All right, everybody. Dough. All right, everybody. Hey. I I always mix up my weed and oregano. Are you ready for the fucking most nightmarish hell you've ever heard in your no, life? No, and I some think real fucking dystopia, Jack, like you, sci-fi future you stuff. Have some time if you want to cut this segment. It's only this, and then we're talking about Donald Trump starring on the Walk of Fame, which I'll spoil. They're getting rid of it. <laughs> Jack, short answer, please. Short answer, please. They're getting rid of it. No, for your topic. They're getting rid of it. They're getting rid of Donald Trump's. <laughs> and then after that, we have brick by brick. That's the only thing we have left, everybody. So you, I bought. You're now giving yourself the full rest of the show no. to talk about this. Well, unless we get to brick by brick, we can get through this quickly. And but then what that means is we have to crack open brick by brick. I'm so annoyed at you, <laughs> Jack. Why? I'm really pissed. Why? I'm ticked and pissed. How about what? Because you're annoying as fuck. <laughs> Why'd you do this? Do what? You just. 
fucking. It truly is a fucked up story. You blew your little wad all over the fucking rest of the show. No, I didn't. We also have available Movie Bob's book, Brick by Brick, which is a telling of his replay of <laughs> Super Mario Brothers 3 this, okay. as mapped over yeah. the first time he moved out right. of his house at age 31. Great. He's like revisiting Mario 3 in the house he grew up in, and he can't move out until he uh, until he finishes Super Mario 3. Great. Okay. Well, whatever. <laughs> I don't know oh, what that means. Oh, everybody. <laughs> Jack, everybody, we're having fun. Everybody watching Slurp Fam. We're this next fun. segment, I have a feeling, is going to be fucking brutal. And Jack's probably going to do like a lot of like, you know, long answer, please. It's bad. It's bad, everybody. And, uh, but remember, remember we read that story not too long ago on this show about like the Facebook moderation place in Phoenix? Yeah. This is written by the same writer. Okay? okay. So this is a result of that piece going out and then like people contacting this writer with their stories. Yeah. And good God. Okay. Facebook, I swear to God, I tweeted this earlier, like the executives at Facebook need to go up for crimes against humanity. I'm not joking. Yeah. I'm not joking about this. If this is brutal, you have the power to do any uh, Kenny (laughs) check-ins. Yeah, it's true. Wheel of praises. Whatever you like to do. Little Italy's. Little Italy's. Hey, you you want to know what happens with all that I did, by the way. There's there's stuff in this story that is like animal torture and stuff. And I will say that I've censored all that stuff out. I actually did like go through ahead of time. There's like horrendous stuff in this story that I was like, not everybody needs to see this shit. So I, uh, uh, I censored it out and I won't be saying what it is. Uh, just know that it's really bad. Just know that it's really bad. Uh, This guy, Utley, worked at an overnight shift at a Facebook content moderation site in Tampa, Florida, operated by a professional services vendor called Cognizant, which is owned by Facebook, I think. Uh, The 800 or so workers there face relentless pressure from their bosses to better enforce the social network's community standards, which receive near daily updates that leave its contractor workforce in a perpetual state of uncertainty. The Tampa site has routinely failed to meet the 98% accuracy target set by Facebook. In fact, with a score that's been hovering around 92, it is Facebook's worst performing site in North America. Okay? Okay. Uh, The stress of the job weighed heavily on Utley, according to his former co-workers, who, like all Facebook contractors at the Tampa site, must sign a 14-page non-disclosure agreement. The stress they put on him, it's unworldly, said one of Utley's managers. I did a lot of coaching. I spent some time talking with him about things he was having issues seeing, and he was always worried about getting fired. Uh, on the night of March 9th, 2018, he slumped over his desk. They noticed he was in distress when he began sliding out of his chair. They began to perform CPR, but no defibrillator was available. They called for an ambulance. The Cognizant site in Tampa is set back from the main road, uh, and it took them thir- it took, they had trouble finding the building. It took them 13 minutes after the first call, and he had begun to turn blue. On Monday morning, workers on the day shift were informed that there had been an incident. Uh, he died. He died. But from what? From a heart attack. Oh. He died from a heart attack that he had there. Uh, on Monday morning, works on the day shift were informed that there had been an incident and began collecting money to buy a card and send flowers. But one, but some site leaders did not initially tell workers that Utley had died and instructed managers to not to discuss his death, current and former employees told me. What the fuck? Everyone at leadership was telling people he was fine. Oh, he'll be okay, one co-worker recalled. They wanted to play it down. Uh, I think they were worried about people quitting with the emotional impact it would have. But the illusion shattered later Oof. that day when Utley's father, Ralph, came to the site to gather his belongings. He walked into the building and, according to a co-worker I spoke to, said, my son died here. 
So the managers wanted to like keep it a secret okay. that someone died on the job. We're just two slides in, and I already want to cry. <laughs> My initial report focused on Phoenix, where workers told me they were begun to embrace. So this is the person talk- the, about, talking about the other piece they did. My initial report focused on Phoenix, where workers told me they'd begun to expo- embrace fringe views. One brought a gun to work to protect himself uh, against the possibility of a fired employee returning, uh, seeking vengeance. They're haunted by visions of the images and videos they saw. Conditions at the Phoenix site have not improved significantly. Last week, some employees were sent home after an inf- infestation of bed bugs was discovered in the office. The second bed bu- second time bed bugs have been found there this year. Employees who contacted me worried that the infestation would spread to their own homes and said managers told them Cognizant would not pay to clean their homes. Bed bugs can be found virtually every place people tend to gather, including the workplace, Cognizant said in a statement. Wow, Cognizant is a hellhole, congressional baseball fan says. I've been there. Wow. Yeah, Cognizant is fucking hell. Let's re- continue to read this. Um... No associate at this facility, Cognizant said, has formally asked the company to treat an infestation at their home. If someone did make such a request, management would work with them to find a solution. Wow. All right. Uh, Facebook executives have maintained that the working conditions described to me by dozens of contractors do not accurately reflect the daily lives of the majority of its workers. But after publishing my story about Phoenix, I received dozens of messages from other contractors around the world, many of whom uh, reported having similar experiences. The largest group of messages I received came from current and former employees in Tampa. Uh, many of them work closely uh, with employees at the Phoenix site and believe working conditions in Florida were even more grim. Uh, employees told me that the pressure from managers to improve its workplace has taken a toll on the workplace. Cognizant's contract with Facebook is coming up for renewal, and with the entire company struggling to hit the 98% accuracy target, there are widespread concerns internally that Cognizant will lose Facebook business. Uh, co- contractors told me that Cognizant lured them away from less demanding jobs by promising regular schedules, bonuses, and career development, only to renege on all three. Uh, they were described a filthy workplace in which oh they God. regularly <gasps> find pubic hair and other bodily waste at their workstations. What the fuck? Employees said managers laugh off or ignore sexual harassment or threats of violence. Two discrimination cases have been filed with the Equal Opportunity uh, Commission since April. This is pubic, for the Facebook. This is for pu- the Facebook website. More than anything, the contractors describe an environment where they, where they can never forget how quickly they can be replaced. It's a place where even Keith Utley, who died working alongside them, could receive no workplace memorial, only a passing mention during team huddles the days after he passed. There's no indi- indication that his medical condition was work-related, Cognizant told me in a statement. Our associates, co- ma- colleagues, managers, and our client were all saddened by this tragic event. The client is Facebook. Utley's family could not be reached for a comment. Employees who began working after he died told me they never heard his name. We were bodies in seats, one former moderator told me. We are nothing to them at all. This is horrible. Sean Spiegel was 23 and employed uh, at an online education company working with English language learners when he visited Cognizant at a job fair. A recruiter there described him a role in which Spiegel would primarily help businesses analyze engagement on their Facebook pages. He might have to do some content moderation, the recruiter said, but Spiegel entered the interview uh, believing he was about to embark on a new career in high technology, one that he hoped would eventually lead to a full-time role at Facebook. Uh, they offered him 15 hour to, uh, uh, an hour to do the job full-time, a marked improvement over his previous job. Only after he began training did he realize the job would not, in fact, involve helping businesses with Facebook marketing. In fact, two weeks after Spiegel was put onto the production floor, a manager told him him and his colleague uh, would be reviewing graphic violence and hate speech full-time. So they're, like, tricking people into working here. For our associates who opt to work in content moderation, we are transparent about the work they will perform, a Cognizant spokesman said. They are made aware of the nature of the role before and during the hiring process and then given extensive and specific training before working on projects. But had his managers asked, they might have learned that Spiegel had a history of anxiety and depression and that he might not be suited well for the role. No one did. 
Uh, Spiegel vividly recalls the first video he saw in his new assignment. And you'll see a big, gigantic censor bar that says animal violence there. Oh, my God. Thank you for uh, censoring that. He had to watch a horrendous video. A horrendous video. Okay, here we go. Thank you. This timing could not have been better. Everyone, it's time for Minute 32, everyone. (laughs) Anything is better than this. Thanks, everyone. Thank you, though. Even the movie Little Italy where they think weed makes you rage. <laughs> Everybody, it's time for minute number 32 of A Little Little Italy. All right, spiking our pizzas with reefer. Bye-bye. It's you, Sal. I'll get you for this, you spruce. Cooling, cooling you to Now we get to watch a horrendous video. Sorry, shake and make you said that. Why are they so happy that their friends are getting arrested? But cows are sacred in India. Hey, you'll never be the man that your mother Again, an Indian guy wrote this, apparently. So. That's okay. Namas go? Hands against the wall. Shut up and spread them. I said spread them. You need an invitation to the prom to get cozy? Hey, bring those down to the station. We're going to eat them later. As evidence. Eyes on the wall, Captain. Oh, my God. That is... You're carton guns, mister. You didn't declare that you had two amazing man guns. You hiding anything else? Oh, what have you got here? A six pack. Oh, no, I'm sorry. That's eight. I'm going to go south now, okay? Hey, now. You packing heat here, mister? There you go. Were you breastfed? There anything in your pockets that might be sharp or hard or pokey in any way? All right, everybody. This is fucked up. So that was a whole, that was one full minute of, uh, of a cop sexually assaulting. Hayden Christensen. Uh, thanks, Chris P. Anyway, now back to more nightmares. More nightmares. Uh, so the video he saw over and over was a scene of horrific a- animal violence. Uh, um, uh, and he says, uh, um, under the policy, the video was allowed to remain on Facebook. A manager told them that by leaving the video online, authorities would be able to catch the perpetrators. But as the weeks went on, the video continued to reappear in its queue, and Spiegel realized that police were unlikely to look into the case. Um he had volunteered at animal shelters in the past, and watching the iguana die on a regular basis rattled him. Uh, they keep reposting it again and again, pounding the table as he spoke. It made me so angry. Yikes. Yes, it's very bad. That I had to censor it. It's very, very bad. It's very bad. Uh, Cognizant Tampa facility opened in a maze-like office park in the summer of 2017. About Wait, can two you m- tell me what it was off mic? Uh, yeah, sure, but later. I'll tell you later. Just turn, yeah, turn it off, sure. Um, All right. Uh, you have to turn yours on. Uh, Better that you didn't hear that. Um, it operates out of a single-story building next to a pond fed by two storm drains. So, okay, this office is in a maze-like office park. Uh, it operates out of a single-story building next to a pond fed by two storm drains. On most days, an alligator emerges from one of the drains to bask the in the sun. The mic was on. No, it wasn't. Oh, they heard it? Did okay, you, never did mind. Did you not turn your mic off? You can, yeah, well, I think that's the way the thing works. Anyway, sorry, God everyone. damn it. All right, sorry, we won't do that again. Um, they might be trolling us. They're lying. They didn't hear it. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, so the uh, alligator... Emer- so literally, this is in a two-story office building where um, oh an alligator basks in the sun right next to it during the day. 
Okay, like hell. <laughs> Before the office opened, the company began advertising work on Indeed and other job sites. Are there goblins using, hiding in the using opaque Using opaque titles like social media analyst. Initially, applicants are not told they'll be working for Facebook, only a large so- social media company. Cognizant was not always straightforward with applicants about the nature of their work in Tampa. Marcus, who worked in management, told, him that, told me that a recruiter had persuaded him to leave a more normal job uh, with the promise of a regular schedule, performance bonuses, and a good work-life balance. Once he joined, though, he was made to work nights, and the bonuses never materialized. Fuck. He was made to market uh, to moderate Facebook content, an additional responsibility he was not prepared for. A military veteran, he had become desensitized to seeing violence against people, he told me. But on his second day of moderation duty, he had to watch a video of a man... Can you tell me? Blank. Can you tell me off mic? No, I'll tell you after. I'll tell you after. He went home on his lunch break, held his dog in his arms, and cried. <gasps> I should quit, he thought to himself. But I know there's people at the site that need me. He ultimately stayed for a little over a year. Jesus. So it's like out of a sense of responsibility that people stay. Ugh, I want to know what this. The workday in Tampa is divided into five shifts. The desks are shared between employees. Contractors I spoke to said they would frequently come to work and find it in dire condition: boogers, fingernails, pubic hair, among other items. The desk would be cleaned whenever Facebook one made one of its regular planned visits. At other times, it was just filthy. Federal law: the Florida law does not require employers to offer sick leave, so cognizant workers who feel <laughs> ill must instead use personal leave time. They're granted five hours of personal leave. Shaking Bakey in the chat just said, we're having fun today. Missing work is one of the few reasons Cognizant fires contractors, and so to avoid receiving an occurrence, as the company calls them, contractors who exhausted their break time would come to work sick and occasionally vomit in trash cans on okay. the production floor. Wow. A worker named Lola I told me... I thought that you're only supposed to do that if you're like a pregnant character in a movie. A worker named Lola told me that uh, health problems had rece- resulted in her receiving to- so many occurrences she was at risk of being fired. Uh, she began going to work even when she felt ill to the point of throwing up. Facebook contractors required to use a browser extension to uh, report every single time they go to the restroom. But during a recent illness, Lola quickly used all her allotted breaks. She'd previously been written up for going to the bathroom so many times, so, so she felt afraid to get up from her desk. A manager saw that she was not feeling well and so brought a trash can to her desk so she could vomit in it. All right, Chris P. In so the, she did. Chris P. in the chat has said, by the way, this is literally every job nowadays, allowing these big corps to outsource literally every aspect of their yeah. company to save money yeah. and forcing these fucking shoddy operations oh, to work well, what are essentially contractors into the fucking ground just to keep these contracted companies above ground for a quick buck. Well, and the other thing that's nice... They um, all need to fucking burn. The other thing that's nice is that the, all Allegedly. the folks that actually work at Facebook make like 200 grand a year. Thank you, Captain Gonzo. Uh, make like two hundred grand a year. So like anyone who does work for the company, they get all the like. We go get a fucking like cafeteria in here, and there's right. like fucking hammocks. It's all cool, but it's all on the backs We've of these an people. Entire bu- six floor building that's all ping pong. It's tables. on the back of these people who get a fucking trash can brought to them so they can vomit in it at work. I mean, they should have to have a live feed of this playing at the Facebook offices. Employees told me about other disturbing incidents at the Tampa site. Among them, an employee who used a colostomy bag had it rupture while she was at work, spilling some waste onto the floor. Senior managers were overheard mocking her. She eventually quit. So someone's shit bag busted on the floor, and uh, they they, uh, made... Well, we'll talk about the psychologist on site uh, a little later, congressional baseball fan, uh, an employee who threatened to shoot up the building in a group chat was placed on play was placed on paid leave and allowed to return. What he was fired after making another similar threat. Um, Wait, he got to make one shoot. Yeah, up he, the he building made threat? one shoot up the building and they brought him back, and then he made another one. How many shoot up the building? Another threats? employee broadcast himself on Facebook Live talking about wanting to bash a manager's head in. Another manager determined he was making a joke, and so he was not disciplined. Well, did he say allegedly and in parody afterwards? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. 
Um, Hopkinson told me that her clients who have reported incidents to human resources are generally either ignored or retaliated against, a claim that was echoed to me by several other employees there. In some cases, the site's human resource staff has followed workers who filed complaints to the bathroom and questioned them about what they were doing for, uh, if they were for the few minutes they were inside. Uh, I wouldn't want my worst enemy to work there, Hopkinson said. It's a terrible, terrible environment. For six months after he was hired, Spiegel would moderate 100 to 200 posts a day. He watched people. He watched Wait, people. Oh. He I watched videos know. of people playing with human fetuses, and he learned that they are allowed on Facebook as long as the skin is translucent. He found that he could no longer sleep for more than two or three hours a night. He would frequently wake up in a cold sweat, crying. Early on, uh, Spiegel came across a video of two women in North Carolina encouraging toddlers to smoke marijuana and help no notify the authorities. Uh, to Spiegel's knowledge, the crimes he saw every day never resulted in legal action being taken against the perpetrators. The work came to feel pointless, more so, never more so than when he, when he had to watch footage of a murder or child pornography case that he had already removed from Facebook. Oh, my God. There we go. Fun week on Jack uh, A.M. I know. Sorry, everybody. Connor Golden says, fun week on Jack A.M. So this guy Spiegel helps to take care of his parents who have health problems and was afraid to quit Cognizant. It was tough to find a job down here in this market. Wow, what a wonderful world we live in. How nice late capitalism and is, I huh? What a nice thing. What a, what a nice thing uh, late capitalism is. Oh, to cope with the stress, he began binge eating pastries world. and eventually put on a significant amount of weight. This sought out the on-site ca- counselor for support. He flat out told me, so this is the on-site counselor that they have there. We talked about how they have psychologists on staff. We're going to need a psychologist on staff here at Jack AM. Jack. He just told me, I, I don't really know how to help you guys. The counselor he spoke to had been substituting for the regular counselor who had more training. They also offer a 24-7 ho- uh, hotline, full health care benefits, and other wellness programs. Uh-huh. But the experience soured uh, on the site's mental health resources. Other times when he was having a particularly bleak day in the queue, a manager would hand him a bucket of Legos and encourage him to play with them to reveal the, to relieve the stress as he worked. That's not going to be enough. Spiegel built a house and a spaceship, <laughs> but it didn't enough. make him feel better. That's not enough. Legos aren't going to fix this. Oh, my God. This is hell. Cognizant periodically purges large numbers of staff members in what has come to be known as red bag days for the red bags the managers give the newly fired to collect their belongings. Sometimes the dismissals are related to job performance, and sometimes employees aren't given any explanation at all. Spiegel was laid off as part of a red bag day last October. Uh, in February, he went to a psychiatrist who diagnosed him with PTSD. He's currently in treatment. Meanwhile, he's gone back to school to get his teaching certificate. Seeing so many young children harmed on Facebook made him want to make a positive con- contribution to the lives of young people. I really wanted to make a difference, Spiegel told to me, of his time stomach. working at Facebook. I thought this would be the ultimate difference-making thing because it's Facebook, but there's no difference being made. I asked him what he thought needed to change. I think Facebook needs to shut down, Yeah, he said. Yeah. I would have to agree with that. Uh, I think Facebook needs to shut down. Jack, I appreciate you. You really did speed through that. Yeah. Because you wanted. That's it, everybody. That's the whole of it. Um, That's the whole of it. Dear God, I kept. Can we just decompress for a second? Let's talk about what just happened. So, comrade, noticed me. Asked, how do other platforms handle this? They don't. This is the major problem with all with Twitter and with like and with Facebook is that they're selling everyone in the world uses our platform to communicate with each other, but they don't have moderators. So what Reddit does is they have an unpaid fleet of moderators who like moderate every single subreddit and just don't get paid for it. they can't make an algorithm for content moderation, and they so they there's just no way to do it. They can't make these companies make enough money while also keeping enough staff on board to actually moderate all this stuff. Yeah, it's just the main it's just the main problem. They can't do it. It's not possible for the companies to be worth and as much money as they're worth. Yeah. Uh, while actually having a staff of moderators who could actually do the job. 
That's the main big problem. That's why there's so many Nazis on Twitter, other than the fact that Jack probably is okay with it. And then the other yeah. the other issue is the reason why they can't have like just really hardcore moderation. Like you could maybe do it with an algorithm if you like were okay with some things getting like lost in the shuffle. But they actually want to profit off of all this material. Like that's they're like it's okay to have Facebook fetuses on there if they're not translucent or, or you know if they're translucent or whatever. Okay, and it's like that's because like. They have all these rules like going right up to the edge because they're like, well, we still want to make money on all this. We oh, still yeah. want like the ads to run on the side if it's a translucent fetus. So Dollar it's like bills, baby. That's why they're so specific about like we need to like allow near every single thing. And so the only thing that like people have to do these jobs is like to literally watch child pornography for Jack. like fifteen dollars an hour. Jack, I know it'll cheer everyone up after hearing that. Yeah. What? Sing the song that I love so much. Okay. It's June. It's June. It'll be Kate's birthday soon. Everybody's running around trying to find some gifts for her. It's June. It's June. It'll be Kate's birthday soon. <laughs> we can't sing it anymore. Keep going. Um, get your presents. Get your gifts. Uh, uh, try to give Kate's spirit a lift. Keep going. Get your kiwi, get your space. This article. I'm sorry that that's the worst article of all time. I'm so sorry, everybody. How that good that is... is the June song, though, for real? <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. All right. Let's try to think of what, what could be fun. Hey, let's actually do get into fucking. Oh, that. Yeah, actually, there is a Quibi update. There was a fucking Quibi okay, wait, update. Wait, uh, what about Donald Trump's star? If that's oh, yeah. good news. Okay. West, the West Hollywood. <sighs> City? Folks. The West Hollywood City Council voted Monday night to approve. The West Hollywood City Council voted Monday night <laughs> to approve a proposal <laughs> to get rid of Donald Trump's star. Isn't that great? Isn't that good news? <laughs> Jane and I walked past. Did we see? Yeah, we saw Donald Trump's star. Yeah. It's actually in a pretty central location. Yeah, it's like right it's in like front right of. It's right there. Yeah. It's right there, right across from Jack's old workplace. Yeah. Um, people are campaigning to replace it with Carrie Fisher. There's a hashtag going around called us. Uh, I think it's called a star for Carrie. Um, Whatever. Yeah, I mean the 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 star probably costs a lot of money to maintain because people are taking big old shits on it every day as they should. See, this is good guy Nintendo right here. Sorry, shake and bakey. All right, yeah, Carrie doesn't have a That's star. That's pretty ridiculous. But Carrie also, Fisher. I think the stars are fucking stupid anyway. Star- She's actually probably too Why? cool to have gotten a star. Do you hate star. money going to the city? Because that's what the money goes to. I do hate celebrities like paying to celebrate themselves. Yeah, but the money goes to the city. And I'm sure we're building a lot of homeless shelters with that, huh? Nope, we're not. <laughs> uh, recently, a man used a pickaxe to vandalize it. All right, so the, I think Garcetti has to approve. So we it's not officially gone. But, uh, you know. Well, he really wants the Oscars, so it may not happen. It's the end of my topic. All right, everybody. He really wants uh, the Oscars? I'm sorry, the fucking uh, uh, Olympics. Yeah. Um, this is some good shit. This is some good shit, everybody. Hey, Champ, you missed the uh, some really horrendous stuff. Some really horrendous stuff today. Uh-huh. What a lot of fun. Uh, Nintendo delayed Animal Crossing to maintain good work-life ba- balance. We like that shit. Thank you, Nintendos. Thank you, Nintendo. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, you Nintendo. Daddy, Nintendo. Thank you, Nintendo. All right. Should we look at brick by brick? While we're on Nintendo, should we talk about brick by brick? Okay, no. Wow, their stock took a hit after this. I kind of like that a lot, actually. Can I say hey, everybody, stay tuned after the show. 
Uh, we are doing a. Uh, we are going to be doing a bounty board a bounty here at board. ten for some game. It's called. Uh, let me look at it really quickly. Please stick around because I need it to make the money. I need everyone to stick. Is that and what watch. they're not wanting us to say though? No, I think it's like. Well, okay, maybe not. Uh, please watch naturally. Watch naturally, however you would watch <laughs> at nine. At nine, watch. At nine. Watch naturally. Please watch naturally as we stream Death Garden very soon. Um, which which we will join the Blood Harvest as a scavenger or a hunter and get sponsored to play Behavior's new multiplayer survival action game. Everybody, we're going to be playing Death Garden in just a few minutes here. The game is called Death Garden. It's called Death Garden. I like that. Everybody, that's Death Garden. We're going to be playing. Uh, That's where I want to live. Death Garden. Yeah, that is the name of the Facebook moderator job. <laughs> Fucking Christ. All right, everybody. Let's look at brick by brick. So I, I haven't even really looked through this yet. But um, wow, thank you to the Go Off Kings. Thank Ten you. Ten months. Wow. Kind of a big deal. Kind of a big deal. Um, hey, Jack, do you want to take a PP break before the game starts? Uh, yeah, but I want to look through this book first. So let's, what the good parts in here, oh my God. So this is his book. Okay. This is a book about, by Bob Chipman, movie Bob, who's about like him, like telling, he's telling about like how it was to beat this game again or something, but it's like a first, it's fear and loathing in Super Mario Brothers 3 and it's 208 pages. <laughs> Uh, so he goes into a brief history of Mario. By the way, he does an epilogue to his introduction. Okay, so here's the introduction, and as we get toward the or the the brief history of Mario has an epilogue. Whatever. Let's get into his shit here. Okay, there's like specially colored parts. Okay. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Okay. Oh my god. Hold on. Oh, God. Jack, why are you doing this? I'm going to finish the other book today. This is the history of Mario still. Oh, my God. Okay, why, why are Here's you the scrolling? epilogue of the history of Mario. Okay, do we like this or is this fun? I don't get what's happening. I'm just going to ignore it. I'm just going to do my own thing over here. Okay. About 20... Okay. I was standing in the November cold outside of a local Target whose website had we listed we used as being in stock. Having worked in retail for so long, I knew that could be misleading. More likely than not, they'd misscanned the pre-orders and were still holding for customers. This is only two days post-launch as general stock. That turned out to be the case, incidentally. But it was still worth a shot. After about 20 minutes of waiting... I was joined by another pair of early birds, a young mother and her two children. One was a boy of, okay, one, three X. One was a boy about six or eight, and the other was a to toddler whose gender was undeterminable as he slash she uh, was wrapped in a solid cocoon of winter wear and cradled against their mother's shoulder. I got the sense that we may have been there for the same thing. They likely were picking up a pre-order, me hoping there was stock beyond the pre-orders. And I could tell this despite the fact that we only said hello to one another. Not by some psychic intuition, I stress, but because the boy was making it pretty clear. He was excitable to the point of bouncing, and his attire told me the rest of the tale. Mario t-shirt, Mario baseball cap, Mario backpack, even Mario sneakers. The kid was a walking advertisement for SN NSMB Wii era Mario. I looked down at him, smiled, nodded. He looked up at me, realizing, before I did, honestly, that I also happened to be wearing a Mario shirt. One from my era, SMB2 character select screen, to be precise. 
with a look of quizzical surprise. This big older guy knows Mario too? Yes, I do, kid. Yes, I do. <laughs> okay, that's the that's the that's the first one. He saw a kid that also knew Mario. Um, here's, by the way, a like ten page rundown of the of the enemies in Mario. The blooper, the blooper nanny, boo, boom, boom, boomerang bows, bob, bomb, bo- He goes through every. <laughs> yeah, I bought this for six bucks, everybody. <laughs> okay, there's the full 10 page rundown. Super Mario Brothers 3 from beginning to end. Here it is. These are the parts I love. The journal. The journal, okay? Monday, April 23rd, 2012. I have no great artistic rationale for why I choose to begin writing up my playthrough tonight morning technically as it's 2:30 a.m. at present but i've never been able to accept darkness and nighttime as not being one and the same i am here that is to say my bedroom where the wii is kept because my because the wind and rain outside my bedroom uh or because the wind out rain has inspired have inspired the wind and rain outside have inspired our family dog sprocket to behave in the manner one expects of a dog during such weather rendering work conditions untenable in my usual office also known as the living room after everyone else is asleep. <laughs> and so, as my thinking goes, if I'm if I'm to move to my workspace, if I'm to move my workspace to my room anyway, it's as good a time as any to stop procrastinating on this Super Mario Brothers 3 project. Thus, here I am. Here we are. Pathetic excuse for an air conditioner rattling in the background, bedtime cocktail of Jack Daniels, Captain Morgan, and Schweppes at my side. Room lit only by the glows from the television and my laptop. So we begin. Yeah. Uh, he, he drinks Jack Daniels, Captain Morgan, and Schweppes. And Schweppes? Okay, let's see. Tuesday, April 24th, 2012. It's 4 a.m. I should be asleep. The better to wake at a reasonable hour and get day work out of the way. I did a 3,000 cal routine at the gym today thanks to the welcome distraction of a DVD full of old Transformers cartoons, and it felt good enough I'd like to repeat the process today if more vital commitments can be dispensed with in a timely fashion. But it felt like I'd been getting off on the wrong foot uh, for there to be a day-long gap in this project right off the bat. Also, I really did want to get back in and play through at least level 1-4. Good video games are addictive like that, and good Mario games are practically crystal meth in that regard. And so, yes, one more level. Just one more level before bed. I try not to imagine I'm eight years old again, begging that same question of my mother as I now beg it of myself. (laughs) 4.45 a.m. I should go to bed before the fortress. The fortress will take time. I should sleep. I'm not going to sleep. I'm going to do the fortress. Wednesday, April 25th. Another late night, another long day. Vovo, my grandmother on my father's side, was hospitalized again yesterday. An ongoing, although I'm assured, not at this point serious, problem that has almost become routine. Though not enough to keep me from feeling uncertain. It's not lost on me that I'm currently coping with this and other uneasy aspects of my present day life in precisely the same way as I did as a child. Playing a video game. Playing this Video game. One more minute of this, everybody. <laughs> Is everybody leaving? Is everyone leaving? Everyone's like, Jack's doing this before a bounty. No, God, no, Jack. 
Don't do it. No. No, Jack. No. And I look, I'm going to look down and say, no, I'm going to read movie, Bob. I, I am going to look. I'll look down at them. I'll look down and say, we're reading brick by brick. <laughs> All right. Just hang out, everybody. Fuck it. Well, we're going to play in a second. In fact, I'm going to set it up right now. More Movie Bob to come, everybody. Is we'll, we'll read more of Movie Bob's uh, journals. Uh, journals. It's too much. But we have to read Movie Bob's uh, journals about playing through Super Mario Brothers 3 one last time uh, before moving out of uh, his parents' house. We will get more, more everybody. This is the outro song of Jack AMFM. It's the oh, outro. Oh, yeah. Well, it's the outro, everyone. Uh, we hope you enjoyed that, another episode of Jack AM. Um, as we said in the intro, um, if you like what you heard and you want to see stuff as well, tune in any every weekday at twitch.tv slash Jack AM. Yeah. Uh, but otherwise, thank you for listening. Please subscribe to the podcast here on iTunes. Yeah, and uh, rate or and review us. Tell your friends. And uh, tell your friends to subscribe on Twitch, too. Yeah. So, Some um, people are visual people. Some people are audio people. Whatever you are is fine. Um, anyway, thank you for listening to the show. And uh, we will be back soon. Bye.